Evening, folks. Saturday night, the 2022 NFL Draft is in the books, mm-hmm. and your Detroit Lions drafted a lot of defensive players. Gee, imagine that. Um, and Brad Holmes said it wasn't necessarily by design, but of course it partly was with their defense being so awful. Six of the eight players. It was convenient. Defensive players. Well, right, and, and maybe their draft board did fall that way. Uh, the biggest prize might have been the offensive guy, Jameis uh, William, Jameson Williams, uh, the receiver. But uh, it had to happen. And I, I'm not saying there's a certain amount of defensive players out of eight picks you have to have. But six out of eight feels kind of right for this defense, doesn't it? Right. So, look, the the big problems going into this draft defensively were they needed edge rushing help. Got that. They got a lot. Of a that, lot of that. Right. So, Aiden Hutchinson right off the bat. Uh, you come back with Pascal. In in round, the two, Kentucky three. guy people love Pascal. his yep. his disruption. Yeah, and and they say about him is he plays inside and outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe not a great comparison, but Jason Jones, who was here before, kind of oh. similar in style mm-hmm. uh, and usage to that. And then today they go out and they get a kid named James Houston. Honestly, wasn't on my radar, but that's how it gets these uh-huh. deep rounds. But uh, kid that started at Florida, played off ball linebacker there, goes to Jackson State. It just goes bananas. He's he's not very big. He's like 6'1", 6'2", 240 pounds, 240 pounds, but he's got longer arms, kind of creates an illusion of a, a bigger player. And then 16 and a half sacks. So you know he's got some juice to maybe be used situationally and develop a big personality too. If, I'm telling you right now, oh, yeah, that kid's going to be a hard-knocks kid. You know he will. And, and that's where the, the sixth-round pick, and that's where – you find those raw guys from Jackson State University. You find those guys. He clearly has physical skills. He started off at Florida. Yeah. And, and that's what a GM, a good GM, which you hope Lions fans, Brad Holmes is, and there are signs through two drafts that he is, but that's where you find him in the sixth round. And that that is one of the more intriguing picks they made. My favorite pick, and the reason it's my favorite pick, is because I kind of was highlighting this guy throughout the offseason. I thought he was... Uh, a, a player to watch in this third day was the linebacker from Oklahoma State, Malcolm Rodriguez. Oh, uh, yes. Again, just like we just talked about with Houston, undersized, kind of a, a theme with some of these later-round picks, but huge athleticism. As I joked with Brad Holmes, like, look, they have historically the greatest undersized athlete in, in Aaron Donald on his resume. So, hmm. look, I think there's something to trusting athleticism over size late in the drafts. So yes, yeah, five foot eleven, two hundred thirty pound linebacker. You know that will present some problems at some point, but hundred forty or so tackles, uh, sixteen behind the line of scrimmage, just yeah. really instinctual player. Uh, if nothing else, I, he's just going to be an absolute superstar stud on special teams, and I think he can be more than that. Yeah, and, and the other theme throughout this draft, and I think we tallied it up going through all the little notes. Only one player that they drafted was not a captain on his college. I, I know that's not the most important thing, no, and there's tons of captains. Okay, okay, whatever. But there's that. And the other thing is uh, versatility. And like like you said, he's he's shorter of stature. The guy they took in the seventh round, what, Chase Lucas, the cornerback, he's like 50 years old. He's, he's 25! Somebody looked up here. I think he might be the second oldest cornerback on the roster, which is... It's hilarious. I know. He came from uh, Arizona State and was out. But the one that caught my I, I mean, outside of, obviously, Aiden Hutchinson and Jamison Williams, Williams, um, I like that Illinois safety in the third round. 
Kirby Joseph, a ball hawker. Uh, what do you have? Five interceptions so last ball year. Is that a ball, term? ball hawker's a term. Okay. Football term, and uh, and another we'll, safety we'll position of need. Indeed. And you know they did. It seemed to me, even though you say, "Oh, you take the best player available," they went. They went need quite a bit, which is which is fine when it matches the uh, talent available. He's um, he's my. Can a third round guy be an under the radar guy? Does that count? I think so. So okay. look, he's mine. Tracy Walker was a third round. Mm-hmm. Uh, Will Harris, who hasn't worked out to the same degree, obviously, but also third round. Mm-hmm. And I don't know exactly where, but I believe the Rams have have picked multiple safeties in that third, fourth round uh, ballpark. In fact, I saw one comp to uh, Kirby. Um, Kirby Taylor Joseph. Rapp. Taylor oh, Rapp, who okay. Was, uh, okay. The Rams selection right. a few mm-hmm. years ago. So um, look at it. he's he's kind of like um, I, I got to keep looking up these names, but he's kind of like James Houston, right? Didn't play a whole lot the first right. season. Not only that, didn't play safety. He was a wide receiver, which so he makes this late commitment junior year to, to become a safety, gets the starting job as a senior, and um, Holmes admitted like there's a lot of development there. But the that Lions speaks don't need to him this year, right? But that speaks to multiple skill sets too. Yeah. You can put guys that play uh, have or play both ways. The one that it's I'm not going to call it a head scratcher. But the one that will be the lightning rod for why did they do that was the fifth round tight end. No, it's not. Nobody's James Mitchell out of no Virginia Tech. Lightning rods in the fifth round. No, no, I don't. Not lightning rod. But the one people will say, hmm, we're not that on about? 97-1 right now. Like, yes, I am. Tone it down. Two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. Um, no, no, I'm not saying a bad picker. I'm just saying that's one. The tight end. Did you think they were going to tight end in this draft? I, I thought it was a very distinct possibility. Okay. okay. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is obviously a very good player, mm-hmm. but this team uses a lot of two tight end formations. There's probably about 600 snaps to go to tight ends that aren't named TJ Hawkinson that are out there. They got Brock Wright on the roster. He showed some, mm-hmm. he showed a little bit as an undirected rookie last year. Uh, they brought in uh, Garrett Griffin or Griffin Garrett. It's it's really <laughs> late. I, I think it's I think it was the first one. Uh, you know, a veteran that was with Dan Campbell in New Orleans. Yeah. Those two guys are in the mix too, but. I thought there was room to upgrade that second tight end. Okay, I'm uh, not calling it to controversial. I'm just saying there's one because wait, everything a else. Lightning fall- rod is by definition controversial. Well, then, then that was the wrong phrase. But there's only two offensive players that they took in the yeah. receiver to tight end, and and I'm not a, one of the ones that thought they should take a running back or yeah. even another receiver at all. So, are you surprised? No offensive lineman. No, I you know I went into this draft and I, I especially after the first round I thought the last hole remaining was a second tight end but I, I was looking at it more as a blocking perspective. Mm-hmm. Look at rookie tight ends. I don't even care if you're a great blocker in college. Almost always rookie tight ends struggle with blocking. It's just a different level of animal blocking NFL caliber veteran edge rushers. But uh, it sounds like this guy is a very aggressive run blocker. He's played half of his uh, time uh, off tackle, but he also he offers some juice as a receiver. He averaged something like 16.7 yards yeah. per carry. So, yeah, I mean, you do want that dual threat skill set. And if he develops into even a competent blocker to, to complement Hawkinson, like, I look at it and I say, at least for 2022, like, the offense is kind of complete. I, you're right. It's a, it's a round. And, and, okay, let's wrap it up with that point. Okay. Uh, offense is kind of complete. Sure. I know where and, you're going. And, um... They didn't draft a quarterback. You're giving away your quarterback. No, no, okay. not necessarily. Okay. They didn't draft a quarterback. So is there a little element of this saying, 
we do think our offense is kind of set. Mm -hmm. And we told Jared Goff, we're giving him a year. We didn't draft a quarterback. He yep. is our guy for a year. Even if everybody said no, he is. Is this kind of make it or break it now for Jared Goff? I think that's a fair thing to say. I really do. And so I look at last year and when he got to the regular season and the and the, the toys they gave him were all broken already, like <laughs> shattered. It, it was just going to be a very tough evaluation. Like you were going into that season with Amara St. Brown as a fourth round rookie who you, you just didn't know what you were gonna get mm -hmm. out of him. Uh, Tyra Williams was was broke after half a game and Perriman was out and like it just you knew it was going to be a tough slutty for them. I, I watched that offensive training camp last year and said this is going to be a bottom five offense in the NFL, mm. and they were for much of the season. Now look at St. Brown developed into something pretty good. Josh Reynolds came in midseason. Things changed, but you know they needed more talent. They went out and they got DJ Chark. You know uh, if he could stay healthy, proven Pro Bowl oh, yeah. caliber receiver. Uh, Jamison Williams is really exciting. I mean, just to get he's so fast. When have you seen? You that don't understand fast up? until you see Jamison Williams. When he's healthy. Look, at, I, healthy. I don't, GPS is a weird thing, right? GPS tracking. But there was a report they from measured, Alabama. Yeah. He, he measured over 23 miles per hour twice. So I went and I looked. How many guys have run over 23 miles an hour with the NFL's tracking? Two in the last five years. Is that right? Tyreek Hill oh. and uh, Monster, the running back for San Francisco. So, oh. you know, I, I look at... Williams in the Tyreek Hill mold, and, and I'm not saying like that's an all pro. I don't I don't want to make that direct comparison, but like in terms of what he could offer the offense, if he could be 75, 80 percent, he could be the the poor man's Tyreek Hill in this offense. Like that unlocks all kinds of stuff because every time Hill touches the ball, it could go 80, 90 yards. But we don't know when the Lions are going to get him, but we think probably Octoberish. I mean, well, yeah, I guess people say that, but some of those reports are much more optimistic. But oh, his own, yeah, his own report, yeah. But 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 we'll see. And uh, and twenty three miles per hour. I mean, Justin goes twenty three in the left lane, miles per hour. You need to work on your material. No, no, uh, that's actually pretty good for late this at this, this Saturday night, right? This is off the rails. Twenty three miles per hour um, left lane. Is there anything else? Anything else we can talk no, about? No, no, I think, listen, I love I love the defensive emphasis. I love the Jamison Williams, the boldness to move up to them. Yep. I love that they settled on, uh, they didn't have to settle. They clearly got the guy they wanted, Naden Hutchinson. I, I, I don't think, I don't know if uh, Walker was there, if they would have, but they clearly no, weren't going to take um, this was the pick. Thibodeau. So, yeah, I, there, you know what? Holmes kept saying conviction and buy-in. Like, when the conviction was there to make a move, it was the... And I feel like they did make picks with conviction. like the, Well, certainly Williams. Right, I but I mean, sometimes you, you listen to GMs and you're like, oh, I kind of did that because this assistant coach desperately this. I do feel like they they identified the guys and they went out and aggressively and moved up, too, a couple of times, or moved up and down or whatever they did today. How many times did they trade? Did I don't know. Tell me you're talking about Eric E. Brown without telling me you're talking about Eric E. Brown. Oh, no, no, no. I didn't say that at all. Yeah. I'm not allowed to say Eric E. Brown on draft day, am I? <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, all right. what time's your 2023 mock draft post? Mm, that'll be first thing Monday. Great. Monday morning. Check out Wojo's mm -hmm. 2023 mock draft. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and Jay Rogers, too. I'm not doing that. Uh, stick with the Detroit News for all your Lions coverage.